You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Clayton's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 275. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A great show for you today. A little bit late. I'll explain why in a second. We're with Rob Has a Podcast. Rob Sesternino. And we're going to be talking about Celebrity Big Brother, something we haven't talked about all season long. Finale aired last night, so if you haven't watched it or you don't know the results, I guess don't listen to the podcast. But I think most people know by now who won. And the major drama that's happening that happened behind the scenes all season. We'll get to that momentarily. So basically, as we get started here, um, because the finale aired on Wednesday night and Rob has his stuff that he needs to do after the finale, we're recording this Thursday morning. So that's why it's up a little bit later. I hope you understand that. And obviously, with a show like this on Wednesday nights and my podcast comes out Thursday, this is what we have to deal with. So... um, that's why we it's up a little bit later today, hopefully not too late for you guys, but I really wanted to talk about Celebrity Big Brother this season because I'm fascinated by by the story. I, and, you know, look, as some of you know, most of you know that listen to this podcast with some frequency, I'm a latecomer to the Big Brother world. The first season I ever watched was, I'm already, I'm already not good with the numbers, but the one that Jackson won, the one that Holly was on and Kat was on and and Tommy and uh, and Nicole and them. That was the first season I'd ever watched of this show. I, I knew about it. I knew kind of what it was, but I didn't know the ins and outs of it. I didn't know about what the hell Otev was, and I didn't know what Zingbot was and all that stuff. But that was the first season I've watched, and I've watched every season since, the summer one and the celebrity ones. So I was I'm I, I'm aware of it, and the show is kind of fascinating to me because there's what's being shown to us versus what's really going on behind the scenes, and that wasn't more evident than what happened this season with Todrick, and we'll get into it uh, with Rob in a little bit. But I did want to talk about also just in the open here in regards to what I wrote this week about Clayton's finale. And I know it could be confusing, and I know it didn't answer every question, but I told you that was going to be the case because I just don't have all the answers. I don't have the details of what happens once we get down to the final three. There's a lot of assumptions that can be made, and some of the assumptions will end up being correct. I mean, I I don't think we're going out on a limb here to say that Susie leaves at final three. At some time during the overnight dates, because I do know that Susie had the third overnight date, I'm sure what happened on the first two overnight dates is something that probably doesn't sit well with her. But in terms of how it's presented, does she storm out? Is it I all this stuff? Um, but I think it's safe to say that based on what we've given in the promos. But remember, the promos don't show us everything. So that's why I don't want to 100% guarantee like Susie leaves. But I think it's... I think it's kind of I don't think we're going out on a limb there to say that at during the overnight dates Susie leaves. But you got to remember if there's a, you know, on a final 3, the person who gets eliminated at the final 3 row ceremony still stays in that location until filming is over. So while Susie may quote unquote leave the show, 
She didn't leave Vienna. Sorry, she didn't leave Iceland. So at any point, they could have had Clayton go talk to her. She go talk to Clayton. Like, that's the stuff that I don't know. I do think that she, quote unquote, eliminated herself from the competition at that point. But that doesn't mean she's gone forever. So, you know, and and I'm not trying to. I really am not trying to cover all my bases here. I'm just giving you the information of what I believe to be true, and it's what I wrote in the column the other day. I believe that it's absolutely not a traditional ending, and by traditional ending I mean we get down to the final day, there's two women, one shows up, gets dumped, the other one shows up and gets engaged to, and they leave happily ever after. That did not happen based on everything that I've been told. The second thing was I've been told Clayton is not with Rachel, and that seems to be you know when all the Instagram accounts and everybody online is telling me, Steve, all these other accounts are reporting it's Rachel. It's like, great. I don't care what they say. I don't base my information on what other people and other accounts are saying. Until it's told to me, then I'll believe it. If if what was told to me was, hey, he's engaged to Rachel, I would have said, okay, this is what I've heard. And other people had it out there. But that's not what I heard. So, And then the third thing was that there was no finality in Iceland. Meaning, and, and, and when I wrote that the other day, I wanted to back it up with, you know, this is what it's told to me. But if you look at one, what Jesse Palmer has said in interviews, that we've seen stuff this, we're going to see stuff this season that hasn't even been shown in the promos that is not formulaic. And Mike Fleiss's tweet, I know you all hate Fleiss and he's not a good guy and I don't particularly like the guy at all. But when he wrote that this finale is going to be spoiler-free because it ain't over till it's over and it's not over, he wouldn't just flat-out lie. He will embellish. He will be Mr. Hyperbole when it comes to the show. But he's not going to flat-out lie. So when he says this finale is spoiler-free and it's never over till it's over and it ain't over, you know, I know a lot of you don't want to take him at his word, but when he writes something like that, there's something to it. So it kind of backs up the things that I was told over this past weekend, which was not Rachel, not a traditional ending, no finality in Iceland. And those are the only three things I know. But I know that leads to other questions of, well, then what happened or who is he with? Is he seeing somebody since then? Is he all this stuff? The only other thing I could add to those three points was that for the last three months since filming has ended, I've been told he hasn't seen anybody. There have been no happy couple visits. So, I mean, seemingly you can make some sort of assumptions from there, but I don't want to make any assumptions because I'm aware that I am held to a different standard than anybody else who throws shit against the wall and hopes it sticks. I say I'm hearing this, it turns into Reality Steve is reporting, and I'm just not going to put myself in that position. You can report the three things that I, the three points that I made. Reality Steve reported that it's not a traditional ending, that he's not with Rachel, and those the end, um, no finality in Iceland. Those things you can absolutely attribute to me because that's what I felt most comfortable with running. I have heard some other things, but I just don't feel as comfortable with them, so I'm not going to say them because I haven't gotten those confirmed. But do some of those things line up with the three things that I did report? Yes. But I just haven't gotten, again, the confirmation. I say it every time, and 
you know, some people will mock me for it and some people will message me and say, I know we're waiting for you to get confirmation. And it's just like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to run with just anything. It's not what I'm doing here. I'm trying to get you the correct information. Do you want me to just throw every single rumor I hear out there and probably most of them end up being wrong? Or do you want correct information? I believe you kind of want to know what the correct information stuff is. And, um, that's what I'm trying to do for you. And I will, once I get more, clearly I will give it to you. But I do feel very, very confident in, in those three things that I did report. I just, I, I, I can't, I can't get into who told me that and what they exactly said behind it. Those three points I really wanted to make. That there really wasn't an quote-unquote ending or finality in Iceland. Does that mean that it continued post? But if it continued post and he hasn't seen anybody, what does that entail? Again, a question I don't have an answer to. I There's, there's just, there's a lot, clearly. And... Um, Hopefully I'll find out more before the finale, but I, that's that's what I can give you right now. And um, so I just wanted to verbalize what I had written on on Tuesday. As for the Women Tell All, it was taped yesterday. Obviously, it's less than 24 hours since the taping ended. I, I'm not going to have answers for you right now. Hopefully I'll hear something in regards to what happened with Shanae or what the gist of it was. But that's where we're at with Women Tell All, filmed yesterday in L.A. But... That's where we are on the Bachelor front. Today's going to be all about Celebrity Big Brother. It's not a show that I've talked about all season long. Maybe a few times in reader emails. Yeah, in, few, in reader emails, I've addressed it and given my thoughts. And But to, to do a deep dive today with Rob Sesternino, who's a huge fan, I really enjoyed. And I hope you enjoy it, too. So here we go. Podcast number 275. All right, let's bring him in. Uh, you first saw him on Survivor Amazon and then Survivor All-Stars, and now you probably know him best for his multitude of podcasts on Rob Has a Podcast. It is Rob Sesternino. Rob, how you doing? Steve, I'm doing great. So happy to talk some Big Brother with you. I know. This is something that, you know, when I when I had you on in the summer, we it, you know, Big Brother was happening. The summer show was happening. We never even, I don't even think we talked about it. We just talked straight Survivor. Um, but now we get to talk a little Celebrity Big Brother, which is... Really fascinating to me because I'm still new to this game. I only started watching Big Brother season 21, I believe it was, the oh, the one that Jackson So this won. is your first celebrity season. Well, I shouldn't say that. I had never seen Big Brother because I knew the dedication it took, the three nights a week, and I just was like, yeah. I, I can't do that. But then when I heard the first celebrity Big Brother was happening and it was going to be done in a total of three weeks, I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. So I watched the two... Celebrity Big Brother seasons, and then the first summer season that I watched was 21, the one that Jackson won and that whole mess. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I've only seen 21, 22, and then 23 this past summer, and then the three celeb seasons. So I'm still fairly new, but I am starting to learn that <laughs> there are two different shows that are happening here. There's one that is the edited version that we see on CBS for two to three nights a week, and then what is going on behind the scenes on the live feeds? You are a, I know you guys have coverage of that. Were you following along on the live feeds this season? 
So I am uh, aware of the live feeds. Uh, we have uh, daily updates on the podcast uh, of the live feeds. And uh, we have uh, one uh, person who watches the live feeds day in, day out, uh, Taryn Armstrong, who reports back to us uh, with a bunch of other uh, live feed reporters about everything that happens on the live feeds. Okay. So you didn't watch them yourself, but you were fully aware <clears throat> of what was being yeah. said. So I I stayed away this season other than hearing the rumblings. And, you know, you follow certain people on Twitter, like my ex-cat, and he just kind of yep. aired stuff where it's just like it's, it's hard to avoid. But the biggest thing, obviously, was, was Todrick and what was happening behind the scenes with him. What was the – and, I, and I, st- I don't even know if I can still pinpoint it right now. Exactly what was the thing – it wasn't just gameplay of being shady, didn't – were there specific things that he was saying and doing, or is it just his? Yeah. Okay. So what was it? So the gameplay really is not necessarily an issue. If yeah. anything, I think that the people that watch live feeds uh, respect good gameplay, and he probably made the biggest move of the season when he got Carson and Cynthia to turn his back on Shayna. I think that what the issue with him was that. He did a lot to uh, really uh, um, malign Shayna's character, uh, made a lot of personal attacks about her, uh, questioned uh, the clothes that she wears. And, you know, uh, you know, I I questioned her as, as a mom. And so he really made it personal when had it just been about the game, I think people would have said he made a good move. Okay, that and and that's and that's kind of what I heard, but I guess I didn't hear the details or or specifics. It was the generalities of he attacked her character, but I didn't know what he said. I just knew that yeah. he was going after her, and it was a personal attack, and it wasn't about and it wasn't about gameplay. The only thing we saw again as the viewers watching on CBS was him and Misha knowing they were in trouble the week Carson had HOH, so they embellished or made up this thing about Shayna and her gameplay which was she was playing both sides now you know I asked you before we went on if you had read Misha's post-show interview and you said you hadn't so let me hear let me tell you what she said you know because she basically said wow I'm her and Cynthia have released their um have done their post-show interviews Todrick Todrick has rejected all media clearly because he was got out of the game and didn't realize one he was going to lose seven to one and the only vote he got was someone that didn't know what was really going on. Um, mm-hmm. And then clearly he's shaken up by by what's happened. So, But Misha was asked about the Shayna move. And she said basically it was all done by Todrick. Yeah. And she said, so anyways, before the live feed started, there absolutely was a moment in time where Shayna was in my HOH room asking Todrick to speak to me and join our side. And she agreed on a Final Four with myself, Kirkpatrick, Todrick, and her. So she was playing both sides of the fence. And I yes. don't know if that was actually portrayed. So when they say they turn her back against their own member, it's like, well, whose member was she really? Because when she saved Carson, the first thing she did was turn around and apologize to me. If she wasn't swearing some loyalty and allegiance to me, why would she have done that and felt like she had to explain, like, I'm sorry, Misha, I'm sorry, you guys, I just need some help competition-wise. We did not create that story out of anywhere. It absolutely happened. So now I'm confused yes. because I thought it did. I thought it was embellished and they made it up. Yeah, so 
Shayna, I, I think, was a, you know, a pretty savvy big brother player. Uh, she wasn't perfect. She was a little messy. And she really was playing both sides of the house, like as you should as a big brother player. Her loyalties were to Cynthia and to Carson. That, that, that's who she was working with. She was trying to get Misha and Todrick out of the house. But what they were able to do was to sort of like go back to Cynthia and Carson and put enough doubt in their mind of like, hey, she's working with us, too. She might be she like uh, she's the biggest uh, like uh, double crosser of them all. Like you're going to feel so stupid when you go back and see that she was playing you two both the whole time. Uh, and they're like, what? Yeah. And then they have made a lot of character attacks also to try to also see, and this is the kind of person she is. Oh, like she's a terrible person, you mm -hmm. know? So they really went beyond just uh, the gameplay. Now, Misha, I, I think just went off with what, wherever Todrick wanted to go. She was not the mastermind of this plan. She did the, the, you know, willingly, you know, go along with it. Was Misha part of the personal attacks behind the scenes on the live feeds as well? Was she being a mean girl, quote unquote, or was yeah, it mostly talking? You know, I, that uh, that I, I can't speak to to that. Uh, like, I feel like that all of the you know the clips and the accounts that I've seen are uh, mostly. I, I don't I don't think that Misha is really like a big talker like that. Uh, I, I want to say that um, you know until I hear otherwise, I, I will say that it was. Uh, Todrick, not Misha. Mostly Todrick. Okay. I mean, when you look at it, they they were running the house, and every chance that I mean, when I, I think the fascinating thing was the what second to last HOH where they had to do the mm -hmm. BB when they had to do the BB films. Yeah. You know, heading into question six, Todd Bridges mm -hmm. was up two one to one over Cynthia and yes. Misha. I mean this this game could have been completely different. If Todd, I, I can't believe he didn't catch on to the fact that, dude, listen to the whole thing and stop answering so quickly. Like, he was killing himself because they're like, it's, they're not going to give away a clue in the first, I don't know, three or four clues during that you had to listen into the conversation. Right. So he gets he gets question six or question seven right. We're talking about a completely different game because he puts Misha or Todrick up. Even if one of them wins the veto, one of them is still up and they're going to get voted out. So... That was fascinating to me because it was a completely different game, and it was the first time all season we were like, oh, my gosh, Misha and Todrick have a chance to go home here if Todd can just hang on. And not only does he miss questions six and seven, so does Cynthia, and Misha gets questions at six and seven right, and she wins three, two to two. And that was – at that point, you knew this is a Todrick-Misha final, and we're it's unavoidable at this point. But, Steve, this was like the whole season where I think that most of the people that I talk to are rooting for it like, OK, well, really, at this point, anybody but Todrick and Misha, yeah. just anything else. Let's just we don't even care. Uh, Todd Bridges. Great. We're, we, we stand Todd Bridges now. We love Todd Bridges. And uh, it was just that nobody could ever beat them in a comp when it mattered. Well, Misha, Todrick only won one, right? Of all season, he, yeah. won, he won one and it was a. And he won one head of household. He didn't win any power vetoes, I don't believe. Right? I think he did win uh, the one veto uh, during Carson's HOH. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and then here's the thing. You know, Carson and Carson, I mean, Amisha and Todrick obviously get to the final two. It's a blowout. And the only reason, like I said earlier, the only reason she got, uh, Todrick got Cynthia's vote was because 
Cynthia had literally just come out she, of the house and didn't have a no chance point, to talk to the jury. Did Cynthia have any idea what was going on the whole none, season? None. Um, Even yes. And so, and and you know, you read her exit interview, and basically it's it's like, wow, I just found this all out. What? I had no oh, idea. Oh, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. I had no idea. But here's the thing that I found interesting in the exit interviews. So they interviewed Carson as well after yeah. his after winning America's Favorite House Guest, and. Um, he said they asked him if it's a Cynthia Misha final who wins, <clears throat> and Carson said Cynthia in a landslide. Yes, which is interesting to me, and I and I get it because they wanted anyone but those two. But if you're a juror in on on this season, and you have Misha who dominated everything, won all the HOHs basically that she could outside of I think one or two. Versus somebody who clearly had no idea very much about the game, no gameplay, and never won anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you vote for in that situation? Well, really, for the celebrities, they're playing by a different set of rules than you would in the regular season of Big Brother. Where I think that regular Big Brother players, you hope that they're sort of like rewarding gameplay. Yeah. Here, I think that what they're doing is they're going to reward, you know, who played the best game, like within reason, but also like uh, like who conducted themselves like in a way that was, you know, uh, you know, in a professional manner, didn't really do the personal attacks and sort of I mean, they came. They were, these are celebrities. They wanted to come in here, have some fun, make some money for a couple of weeks. They, they didn't want to get into, you know, a, a ton of personal drama with people. It's just it's similar to me to the survivor juries where if you have two people sitting at the end, oh, you know, we know there's a three person finale now. But if it's down to two people, for the most part, if you have somebody that dominated comps versus but had a horrible social game, a la Russell Hance, um, mm-hmm. you know, versus somebody who great social game, but wasn't really doing anything in comps yet got to the end. It's like, what do you reward? And I guess it's each individual's own personal beliefs of what they think should win that in in but, general for you where do you stand on that survivor or big brother gameplay yeah, well, or, me, or personality you know, when you uh, bring up russell hance like he's not somebody who dominated comps and uh you know like uh, that was necessarily his game you know he also you know uh was somebody who you know, uh, like made people feel stupid on the the way out the door, which is not what you want to do on Survivor. So if somebody's sort of just like a comp beast and, and wins their way to the end and is generally like a likable person, you know, I totally can understand why that person uh, got the votes. I mean, Todrick pulled off uh, that, you know, that, that uh, I guess we're talking about Cynthia versus Misha. Um you know, I just think that uh, Misha was just so it, it's kind of like uh, how Parvati in Heroes versus Villains or we're really in the Survivor Weeds like was like associated yeah. with Russell enough to the point where people didn't want to vote for Parvati, even though she had won challenges because she had the association with Russell Hans, who the jury really hated. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I, I wasn't even. I wasn't even thinking about the the comps. It was more of the gameplay. Like he, yeah, that first season that he did, his gameplay was outstanding. His social game was terrible, and but it was almost like a thing that we were seeing because we were seeing in his we were seeing all his confessionals where he was making fun of the other people and yeah. But they didn't see that out there yet. I guess 
they and just still like they hated him enough. They hated they him said, enough. We will not give this man. <laughs> we, we don't care how good he played. He made us feel <clears throat> terrible. We hate him. We're not voting for him. Did you have an issue with <clears throat> Todrick's HOH performance? The, uh, when he, yeah. you know, I really didn't. I, okay. I know that people that people hated Todrick so much in the season that anything he did, people were like, oh my god, get this, get him off my screen. But I, I really felt like, hey, look, I, I we watched what seven hours of Celebrity Big Brother in the last six days. At, at least he was doing something that was he was attempting to entertain me. So I, I really did not have any problem with uh, Todrick being so extra during the ceremony because it's Celebrity Big Brother. Give us something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think what it was was for us sitting at home, like I didn't care either way. It didn't bother me. I chuckled a couple times at it. I did think it was clearly over the top. But I guess when you're living there and you're living in it, I think Lamar said it in his exit interview. Like, you win with grace. And it was almost like he was rubbing it in our faces that he was. So I guess playing it and being in the game and him nominating you, that performance hits a nerve a little bit more than us sitting at home watching. I guess. Yeah, I think they would. They were rolling their eyes. Like I don't know if it was something like uh, after like living with him for three or four weeks in that yeah. house. Like I, I don't think that that was like the straw that broke the camel's back or anything. But if, for the, the viewers who had just had enough of him, yeah, it was uh, a lot. Yeah, I really. It was. Yeah, like I said, for me sitting at home, didn't care. Chuckled a little bit, but I can see where it would grate on the nerves of the people that lived with him for three or four weeks. And they basically mm-hmm. said it, uh, at, you know, outside of uh, Lamar did at least saying it was just, it was extra. I think Todd may have referenced it too. Um, you know, I think this season overall, like if you compare it to the first two seasons, where does this rank for you? Did you not like this season because of the Todrick mess or did you overall find it to be an enjoyable season? No, I, I didn't like the season uh, because it was just not that many people were playing that hard, uh, unfortunately. I, I feel like that uh, – I personally – I like the first season the best. I think that that one had the most people really trying to play the game. The second one had a lot of drama, but this was uh, just like a, a lot of um, Todrick – being horrible but that was mostly on the live feeds the shows like i thought were very dull there weren't that many people that were playing that hard it wasn't that great of a cast if we're being super honest you had you know chris Catan was was quitting you know so many people were like uh rolling over and playing dead we loved lamar but i mean he wasn't really doing anything game wise um cynthia and carson were like hapless the whole time and then um you know um mariah uh just like very uh, quickly like realized she was having a bad time didn't want to be there so it was really just like misha and todrick running circles around these people for four weeks and it was like the last thing you wanted to have happen was them dominate the game and that's what happened night in and night out yeah and misha basically said in her exit interview wasn't a huge fan of the show had watched it here and there but she just went being a competitor just wanted to go in and do as best as she could competition wise todrick we know super fan of the show 
former cast members hang out at his house all the time when they get out of the show. Mm-hmm. Like it's very well known what Todrick is like in the um, Big Brother world, and he's very well known and always been a super fan. Shayna, we know, super fan. Uh, Chris Kirkpatrick was a fan. Everyone else, like you said, there's Todd, not a fan, didn't seem to care about gameplay. Lamar, right, clueless as to what's going on. Chris Catan, no idea what he was getting into. Um, so it's like, yeah, they did not. Maybe we need when they do another celebrity version, which I'm assuming they will in the future. I'd rather have everybody there be interested in the game. Well, yes, and, and, that, <laughs> ideally, yeah, that would be great if we could do that. And, the, and but I, I don't know, I don't know if you're going to get celebrities. Like I, I kind of feel like that. I mean, if they did say this is going to be Big Brother All Star, like, uh, like you know, let's see if we can get like you know. Dan and Will and Derek uh, and, you know, uh, the like the big brother, Daniel Reyes, like would they play big brother for three and a half weeks? Like, uh, could you do that? Yeah, hmm. I think you could. I, I think those people would go back easily for three and a half weeks. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it's not a summer. It's on, you know, uh, like, you know, five, five nights a week. And it's like a big it's a special. And they would actually play the game. And if not them, you know, like uh, what if you did like, uh, you know, the challenge is doing like all CBS also like, uh, OK, we can't get all Big Brother people. You know, let's put, uh, you know, survivors and Amazing Race people in the house and then do like at least they would play. Well, I he- here's something that what if they did a celebrity all stars? Now, granted, maybe they need a couple more seasons, but you only need what, eight or nine for this cast. What if you did? the the all-stars of the three seasons of celebrity all-stars and just take the ones that really like the game you know you take the Ro- the yeah. ross matthews um melissa jarrett Wincor, um and then right you take you take two or three from each cast and there's your nine and then you actually got celebrities but like i said after three seasons is that too early it probably is to do it after three. probably too early yeah uh, maybe you could throw in a couple of new, new ones you know the problem is that i just that i don't think they pay enough money for people who you know uh you would uh, like be super interested in watching to see them go there i think that they get like a hundred thousand dollars to show up there but i mean that's like for like four weeks of like uh 24 7 like it's not super enticing uh until you like actually win the game and i don't know if it's that many people that are going to be capable of actually winning yeah no that's that's true i also think that when you when you're talking about this show it's always different when you're dealing with celebrities because they just live they live a different lifestyle than the normal people that go on the summer show and same with survivor you know the regular contestants that go on survivor they're just they live in a different world than us so while it is cool to see them in an element that they're not used to there's also this well big deal if i don't win i still get to go back to my life which is mm-hmm. way better than this and i you know, I kind of look at it, and I'm looking at this season, and I'm looking at past seasons, and I'm like, okay, it, you know, it was okay. It wasn't great. It played out exactly what we kind of thought maybe in week two, unless somebody could could rise up and win an HOH to take out Amisha or Todrick, and they didn't. So and it was, it was just very right formulaic. there when Carson won the HOH, yeah. and then and then and got Shana out. <laughs> Yeah, and then, we were so excited. Yeah, and then we all thought, we all thought, like, okay, he's putting Carson, he's putting Misha and Todrick up, and then Todrick pulls his his gameplay of mm-hmm. you know turning Shayna against them, and it was amazing. I mean, you know, we're all watching it at home and screaming at our televisions, but it was it was really good. TV. It was like 
it was good TV. Give it that. I mean, it was certainly interesting to watch, even though we were all frustrated with it. Um, right. And, and again, it was a great it was a great game move. Uh, like, and if you just watch the TV show, like any of the stuff that was like the problematic behavior from Todrick uh, in the house, you didn't see any of it. it and it was like very sanitized uh the whole show it was like they didn't really ever and i don't know if they tell them this ahead of time but it's like oh we'll never make you look bad i i mean that todrick on the tv show got the mildest of mild villain edits for sure and that's the that's the thing that i find interesting about this show is what prevented or was there something a pre-show contract that wouldn't make him like, how do you not show that? I mean, at least they touched yeah. on it with, you know, Jackson season and the things that was going on behind the scenes with Jackson and um, Jack and uh, comments mm -hmm. that were made in regards to race and stuff like that. They at least touched on it. There was nothing. Todrick mm -hmm. got a spotless edit and right. how do you not even bring it up? And that's, I guess that's a question for production and editors. Like, yeah. how do you not bring this and, up? It, it changes the whole fabric of the show. If it might be that not necessarily that they have a contract with uh, the people or they, or, uh, you know, and maybe they'd say like, look, you're, you, you know, we're not, we're not going to bury you. But I think that they, they might be a little bit more worried about like, well, how can we recruit people for the next one of these? If the, you know, we really, bury somebody on the show like uh, are we going to be able to get a cast for a uh, big brother celebrity for if they ever do one uh if we show that like uh, oh we're you know we're not actually going to be kind to the people that we get to come play in the show yeah true I, I have two questions about the finale that might just be ignorant ones number one the regular show is usually a two-hour finale right was it yep, weird? was yep. it weird that this was a one-hour finale See, I I'm so worked up about this because we do a live recap after every episode of Big Brother. So we were live after two hours on Friday night. We were live on a Saturday night. We were live on a, a Sunday. My, my marriage is on the brink. Uh, <laughs> that we were, we, were, we were live after two hours on Monday night. Six, we watched six hours this weekend. Then we get to the finale. One hour, and it's like we don't even have time for the jury to ask a question. Well, I'm sorry, we're we're out of time. We were watching Todd Bridges and Lamar Odom talk about could Lamar's farts get him to outer space, but we couldn't figure out the timing so that that we could watch the jury eviscerate Todrick Hall. <laughs> well, that was oh, sorry, we're out of time. We don't have time for a question. That was my next question. Again, being a, someone who's only watched five finales up until last night, I, I didn't quite remember. I always thought the jury asked a question. I was like, wait a second. I thought they asked a question to each of the two, and then they all deliver their votes. It was walk up and make a comment and then put your key in. I was like, this seems new to me, and I guess – that's not yeah. how it's usually done. I, I don't know, like when they like figure out the meeting. Does anybody talk about like? Well, well hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're gonna do a, a whole like ten minutes to start the show. A segment on is Cynthia gonna take Todrick or Misha to the final three? Like Cynthia has a chance to win anything. Uh, we, again, all due respect to Cynthia, who I'm sure is a lovely, lovely person. We sat down and interviewed her for a couple of minutes. When then we barely even talked to the winner or Todrick because we did it. We oh we got like oh Cynthia okay let's do our interview with you. We're like who cares Cynthia go sit down take a seat. We got to talk to the jury. Well I 
I'm wondering now, thinking about this on the fly, I'm wondering if they knew we since we haven't shown what Todrick really did, it will be foreign to our viewers if every single uh, our viewers that don't know anything about the live feeds and don't watch them or don't follow along on on Twitter, it will be very foreign to them when every single jury member is eviscerating Todrick. Maybe that's why they didn't do it. I don't know. I Steve, that I think it's much more likely that the answer is like, no, this is what we always do. We always do it everything this way, like uh boom 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 boom. Like uh, we're 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 not going to change up the format and uh like move things around. But did did season 1 and season 2 have a 1-hour finale? I don't even remember. Honestly, I don't I don't remember either. I, yeah. I suspect it was longer than 1 hour. Yeah, so did I. It just seemed so short last night and, mm-hmm. and everything crammed yeah. in and yeah, no quit. Like they were all sitting up there with their cards. I was like, okay, we're getting questions, and it's like, so they had their cards with them. They were. It's like they were supposed to ask questions because what were they using the cards for? It almost seemed like they didn't realize until I don't know thirty minutes into the show we can't do questions because if I remember correctly, all of them in the jury were sitting there with their cards, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what what the cards said, but. <laughs> I can't imagine that they had they were originally going to do questions and then just cut it for time. But then what are they and have the cards they in their hand? <laughs> yeah, give us on CBS on uh, Paramount Plus. I'll tune in. I, I, Let me see the questions. We've got this whole streaming app. <laughs> Go to Paramount Plus. Like, let's why not? Why can't we do anything? I, it just a very very bizarre finale, and the fact that Todrick has canceled all of his post show media. I have a feeling like this isn't the end of things. I mean, if you want to follow along, I'm certainly going to. I'm going to want to know what yeah. Todrick says. I grant it. I 100% expect Todrick to apologize and just be like, now, will it be a good apology or a, or a, yeah. an average one? That's what I'm, you know, we'll see. But I don't think even an apology is going to have him win Shayna back. I think she's done with him. She's and done. Um, Carson just may be like, you know, Carson wished him well. And hopes he apologized. I don't, you know, Cynthia, but it seems like Shane is the biggest one and, and their relationship is is done and over with. Anything that was established in the show. I don't think they were friends pre show, but um Yeah. I don't think she I wants think anything Todrick to do with him. Really screwed up his uh career with this because I know really? he is also uh, you know, a he's on drag race with also with Carson. Like I don't think Carson's gonna wanna like work with him. And I think that Carson has way more pull in the drag race world than Todrick Hall does. Interesting. I don't watch that show. Uh, I just know Todrick from music. Yeah, they videos. bring in like celebrity judges okay. to like help out on uh, and both. And that's how they sort of were familiar uh, with each other. And so like, I kind of feel like that uh, he's going to be like a persona non grata. Hmm. Wow. I, I mean, he's, and trust me, I, I I'm very well aware of his popularity and his fans are absolutely defending him to the death i don't know i know that i mean because cat has told me she's gotten a lot of hate from todrick fans so i don't know i didn't ask her specifics of exactly what are they hating you on for because you're just speaking your mind about what todrick did and saying it's shitty what he did how are they defending him what are they saying like he didn't say it like i don't even know what their defense is of him i have i have no idea what his fans are defending him for um other than just being fans of his and mm-hmm. i get it i I understand how fans are have a hard time being objective about people that they're fans with. I deal with it in the Bachelor world all the time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole thing is is really interesting, really bizarre. 
weird finale. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm so, I, I know this show has a formula and I know it has certain things and the, it's got the corniness aspect to it, but, and Julie has been the host forever, but I've got to, we have got to get rid of Misha. What's tougher fighting in the oh, every stop it the, stop Steve, every single person in the, whole, in the whole world like uh all right i gotta know one one, one question uh and i've been making fun of this all season that's like oh julia has to ask every single person and then it was like in the finale like, oh wait shana i forgot to ask you i had another question what what was harder for you <laughs> Steve, what, Steve, what's harder, being a reality TV blogger and podcaster or being on Big Brother? <laughs> it's, just, it's such a stupid question when you ask it to people that are actually have actually done stuff. And I, and I know that Misha said, like, wow, you know, I, I already know what to expect. I know there's an end result in a, in, a, in a match, but this was so much. Shut up. MMA fighter is tougher than yeah. fucking Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> you right. know, it's like, come on, stop asking Lamar this. Odom. Did not even know that th- th- this this show existed <laughs> five weeks ago. He didn't know. He didn't know where. To, what do you do? What happens? Where do I go? Who is this? Where Where am I? And he made it to the final week. He was forty eight hours away from the win. It's not that hard to play Big Brother. Yeah. I can imagine it must be weird to be cooped. I mean, the the. The difficulty. Is it weird? It's very weird. Yeah. Yes. Like you played Survivor twice. It's that's not a normal experience yeah. to just be cooped up in one location without right. your outside world. We get that. That part is hard. Is it hard to win? Yes. It's hard. It's hard to win. But I mean that no other place in the world. It's like adult daycare. Yeah. That you have people. Uh, uh, so you're surrounded by people who are making sure that like uh, you are where you're supposed to be. You are, you know, uh, getting what you're supposed to get. Look, you, you're hungry on Survivor. You're bored on Big Brother. Sure. Uh, but it's not that hard. Like going to work every day, doing the same thing day in and day out, paying your bills. That's much harder than being on one of these shows. Yeah. No, it really is. And I, I just, I just, Julie has got to stop out because she doesn't really, she obviously doesn't do it because for the, um, I, I, does she ask on the summer show when they get eliminated? No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it would be a, a, a perfectly valid question of like, okay, you're a, uh, a emergency room surgeon. What's harder, being in the emergency room or like, it's like, no, but we have to ask like, uh, what's what's harder, being in the world of pageants or? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have that much to ask them. I know. It's just she's just got to get rid of that question when we have the next celebrity season. Um. That was a good wrap up on Celebrity Big Brother. You brought up something that, until you brought it up, I was like, "Oh, I want to ask him about this." You mentioned in one of your answers about Paramount Plus. Yes, and it was announced this week that yes. the Challenge World is now moving to network TV. Well, they're still going. It sounds like they're going to have the Challenge on MTV, but CBS is getting involved. Big, uh, you know, network CBS is getting involved in the Challenge mm-hmm. World, and they're going to have a Challenge season on CBS. And then they're going to have a challenge season in three other countries. And then I guess the winners or the top two or three or four are all going to come and have one season of the challenge that's going to be on, I'm assuming, Network CBS, where we're going to basically declare an ultimate challenge winner, which sounds like a great idea until, I re- until I'm reading it. I don't even know if we have the full details. Maybe you know more about this than I do. Until I read that, well, the challenge that's going to be on Network CBS 
it's not going to be any of the MTV people. It's going to be our Amazing Race, Survivor, right. and Big Brother contestants. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so we're going to have an ultimate challenge winner, but none of them are going to come from the actual challenge show? Like, no. So what, I, what so am I missing what I think here? Going. So, so uh, they are going to be doing the challenge in a lot of different formats. Uh, there's going to be an upcoming, uh, I believe, Challenge All-Stars, which is going to be on Paramount+. Plus. There's going to be a Challenge CBS, which is going to air on CBS, featuring yeah. people from uh, Big Brother, Survivor, The Amazing Race, uh, maybe Love Island, but now Love Island is going to Peacock, so I'm not sure if uh, that's going to tough, still be tough the Tough as case. Nails is another one they might tough pull from. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. So CBS Reality challenge yeah and that's going to air in the summer then there is going to be a challenge like winners at war uh type thing where is going to be win all winners of the challenge but not necessarily only the winners of, of this one like the winner of the cbs challenge i believe will be invited to be in the challenge winners edition which will be in paramount plus but it will also i believe feature winners of the traditional mtv uh, oh, okay, I, that I completely missed. I thought if it you was... won a season of the challenge, you will be invited to play in the challenge a winners edition. Okay, so we're gonna get our CTs and our bananas, yes. and okay, you would think so. Thank you would think so. And then they're also licensing the challenge to other countries around the world, like an Australia, uh, like just like they have Australian Survivor, Australian Big Brother. There will be an Australian edition of the challenge in a couple other countries. And I think that those winners might also uh, be invited to participate in the all winners edition of the challenge. Okay. I thought they was, need like 30 different winners. Right? Yeah. I thought it was just the network CB, the one that's airing this summer on CBS. That's only going to have people from big brothers, uh, you know, tough as nails survivor, amazing race. Mm -hmm. I thought it was th the winner of that season. That's going to air this summer along with the winners of those other iterations in other countries, that's that was going to be the winner's portion and not the – I was just here – I just was thinking the MTV people weren't involved and they were just still doing their own separate MTV challenge season, which I believe is casting right now for their next mm -hmm. season. Okay. Yeah. So thank God because I thought that was a horrible idea. I'm like, how can yeah. you how can you ultimately have a – because they basically want to declare an ultimate challenge winner from the U.S., uh, you know, in other countries, which would be great. Like, you know, bananas, I think we can, you know, it's debatable. Some people don't think he's the best challenge player, even though he has the most wins. Some people will say CT. Some people say Darrell, whatever you want to say. Um, he's, he's in the conversation clearly, but do you, it's like, how can you have an, if you're going to do a worldwide challenge and have a worldwide challenge winner, Johnny bananas has to compete in it. CT has to compete in this because otherwise whoever won that thing, sorry, you don't, you're, you're not the ultimate winner in my book because you didn't compete against the guys who dominated it in the U.S. And Maybe we have to have another challenge to unify all the titles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm curious about this summer one. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it for sure. Um, I'm yeah. curious to see how they how they do it and how they – I mean, I'm not as familiar with Amazing Race casts. I would know the Survivor people that do it, and I don't know if you've heard any rumblings of – have they started reaching out for this? I think so. Okay. I, I think that there are that uh, there is uh, some talk about uh, who is going to uh, be out there. I know uh, that Big Brother legend Janelle 
had been uh, had a viral tweet this past week that uh, some of the people that were pre gaming before Big Brother All Stars are also back at it with uh, doing a lot of pre gaming stuff. So uh, a lot of great you know reality TV drama uh, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> what about Survivor people? Do you have? You I think heard the survivors. Any? The survivors tend to like, uh, you know, keep their business more behind doors, whereas the Big Brother players are just far messier with all this stuff. <laughs> okay, so you, while you may have heard or whatever, you don't want to say any names that you've possibly heard have been contacted for this. Uh, Steve, I have not been approached at this <laughs> point yet. Would you do it? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> do they want me on a, on a challenge? It's, I mean, I think it might be hilarious uh, to have me on a season of uh, the challenge. Uh, I, I, uh, you know what? I have to consider it just for just for the 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 meme of it. It would be very funny. I think. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think we can. It wouldn't really affect the rest of what I do, podcasting or anything like that. It's not like uh, you know. Uh, I mean, we have a challenge uh, podcast on uh, Rob as a podcast. Uh, it's not hosted by me. It's not really going to like, uh, you know, it's not like I would be like, you know, blocked from, you know, getting to talk about the challenge or anything like that. Yeah. I'm wondering. And, I, you know, obviously we know. Well, I, I don't know the exact length, but a regular MTV season of the challenge that's a pretty long filming, isn't it? Isn't it good? Isn't it a good three months, three and a half months? I don't think it's that long. I don't oh. think any reality shows are filming uh, for for that long. I think it's probably maybe like you know four or five weeks. If I had to guess how long uh, they go for, oh, I thought it was longer than that. I just, I yeah. maybe because I mean, I'm not it takes exactly six... the kind of guy they're looking for. I suspect. <laughs> I'm guessing maybe I'm thinking of the fact that it takes six months to air those things. It seems like the it challenge takes a long for... time. They're in yeah. the can for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think I, I, it's fascinating. We've got um, season 40, was it 42? That 42. Airs, 42 in March of of Survivor. We know it was filmed after 41, so we can expect. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I meant filming. Yeah. filmed. It was filmed last spring. I mean, this has yeah. been in the can. We, we always know the second season that airs in the spring was by the time the finale airs. It's literally a year from the time they uh, wrapped filming. Um. In terms of this upcoming season of 42, again, it's going to be a 26-day shoot. I've talked about it with Fishback. I think we brought it up with you. It looks like going forward, that's going to be their thing because now they've realized we can actually shoot a whole season in 26 days. Why would we possibly stay out here for 39? I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I don't know necessarily like what the the COVID protocol like. I think that basically Survivor will probably shoot two more iterations like in the next couple of months, and I think they will probably expect like the COVID protocols to be the same. So I think probably twenty six days for at least like another uh, year of Survivor. But I, I suspect that maybe after this is all over, knock on wood, that maybe they end up like kind of splitting the difference and do like a, a round number like thirty days where. It's not as rushed, and they realize that they don't necessarily need to go the full 39. Well, I'm, I I told Fishback this, and someone brought it up in my reader emails this week. I'm very nostalgic, and I it really bothered me when 41 did not start with 18 people, or 39 days, 18 people, one survivor, and Jeff Probst on the top of a volcano or something. It really bothered mm-hmm. me. I, I, I need that at the beginning of my season. I, yeah. I, I get the chills when I saw that, when I saw that video that EW.com put out of all 40 seasons, the first 40 seasons of him saying that. 
I think that's a mm-hmm. cool, such a cool clip to watch. And if we're not getting a season starting like that, and I don't know why he didn't do it for 41. Maybe it was because the show hadn't been on in a year and a half and yeah. they wanted to reintroduce. Um, hopefully, Yeah, it's a cool moment. Yeah. You know what? Like, they're two in their heads about it. Just say 26 days. Who cares? <laughs> 26 days, 18 people, one survivor. It's like, oh, it doesn't hit the same. Whatever. I would. I don't care what it. I. I just want to see it. I want to see yeah. him on the side of a helicopter. Uh, you know, yeah. strapped in. I want to see him on a boat going 100 miles an hour in the ocean. I, whatever. I just need to see that beginning because I think it's really cool. And maybe I'm just Mister Nostalgia, <clears throat> and people don't care. You're too self conscious about the number of days. Like uh, <laughs> I, I honestly think that the viewers don't actually care. Like if you watched the uh season 41 and they took like the bottom like number like uh, on, on the chiron of like what day it was you would never know like oh this is actually a 26 day season and not 39 days and honestly just like any other tv show a majority of the audience has no clue about that stuff it's the diehards yeah. that they're on their phone yeah there's the, it's the diehards that know if you ask if you were to survey you know whatever the viewership is for survivor on a weekly basis <clears throat> if you were somehow able to actually survey i think it's about six and a half million people a week Mm -hmm. somehow get a survey in front of them six and a half million people and ask them how many days do you think this show films for i would say 95 percent of them have no idea no idea like so that's why it's not a big deal you can still say it but like you said they're being too they're being overly (laughs) sensitive about the number of days it doesn't really matter to the average fan because the average fan has no fucking clue how many days this show films for even mm-hmm. though, even though it's part of Survivor's thing, and and Jeff talks about it in the narrative of the show, like you're on day thirty five, I just don't think that registers with people. Or I don't even if it does, I don't think they care. Like they know it's hard, whether it's twenty six days or thirty nine days. Granted, twenty six is definitely someone that um, played Survivor and won it for twenty six days. I already forgot last season's winner. I've already, I said, who won? Who won forty one? I've already blanked. Erica. Oh yeah, Erica. Duh. Okay. So, uh, as I told to Steven, it's like, you put Erica in a room with all the previous winners of Survivor, they will respect her, they will respect the fact that she won the game, but I think in the back of their mind, there's a little bit of them like, mm, you won, but you won on 26 days. Like, we won on 39. Yeah, like, you- but they're just because the Survivors are very, like, uh, damaged people. Like, uh, <laughs> normal people shouldn't care about that. Yeah, I, you wouldn't think. Um, but, uh, Rob, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I really appreciate it. It was good uh, celebrity Big Brother Talk. I hadn't really talked about it all season, and I wanted to do a wrap-up, and I appreciate you coming on doing this. Big help. And uh, good luck with everything. Everyone listen to him over at Rob Has a Podcast. I know you've got a lot going on. Survivor starting up, so obviously you'll have what uh, the live show right after the show ends on, on Wednesday nights for that as well. Oh, we've got, you know, so many Survivor podcasts a week. Uh, but, yeah, right after the episode, I'm live with Stephen Fishback for Survivor Know-It-Alls uh, 10 minutes after the episode ends. Got it. Uh, we'll all be watching and listening. Rob, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it, man. Steve, thank you so much. You got it. Thanks so much to Rob for that. Really appreciate it. Probably because we recorded in the morning. I don't know why, but this is the way. It takes like an hour for my voice to get going in the morning. And as you could tell a couple times during that podcast there, I was, you know, my voice was a little rough. and had to cough. But uh, and, you know, I'm, not, I'm not sick at all. But it's just morning voice, basically. So thanks to Rob for that. Really appreciate it. Good celebrity Big Brother talk there. If you haven't watched the finale, that was a good summary of everything that happened this season. And, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Todrick and how 
long it takes for people to be bothered by what he did and and what kind of apology he does give and if he even realizes he did anything wrong or if he tries to skirt it. Really interesting. Uh, I'm gonna definitely going to be following that. So thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It's very much appreciated. Things um, are going to be going forward. Uh, I might have an announcement in regards to the podcast that doesn't really affect the podcast itself, but more behind the scenes stuff. And uh, I will, um, there's, there's news on that front that's happening and I, and I'll, and I'll touch on that in the next couple of weeks, probably once eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. So, uh, like I said, doesn't affect what you listen to on a weekly basis. It's still going to be a podcast every Thursday, just going to be a little formatic stuff. And, um, I'll update you on that. So, for Rob Sessionino, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in to podcast number 275, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!